This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, as we consider the aftermath and the results from the 2022 midterms, our friends in Media Matters have always been on top of things, and I think we do well to hear a bit more from Media Matters about what actually happened uh, and what didn't happen, despite the right-wing media's coverage. Uh, joining us now, Senior Fellow at Media Matters, our friend Matt Gertz. Matt, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm just fine. Good to see you, as always. Um, uh, did we see a hole in the ability or the armor of the right wing. You have Fox and everybody else pushing, trying to get out the vote, uh, de declaring a red wave, a red tsunami even, and that doesn't actually happen. What, what does that tell us about what effectiveness they still may or may not have? Yeah, I think they had a strategy going into this election and it just didn't pan out for them. I mean, if you look at these sort of political fundamentals uh, it should have been a very good night for Republicans. You have, uh, you know, Democrats controlling uh, the presidency in the House and the Senate. Normally, a midterm after that, you have uh, some backsliding, um, you know, high inflation and gas prices and so on and so forth. Um, but the red tsunami that uh, people at Fox and in the Republican Party kept saying was going to arrive uh, didn't make it. Um, and, you know, I, I think uh, Fox is really responsible for quite a lot of that. I mean, the thing about Fox is um, they have a really strong hold on the Republican Party. Um, you know, the Republican base is always watching the network. They ha that has created an expectation for Republican politicians uh, that they behave more like Fox News hosts. Uh, and people like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram are major kingmakers in the Republican Party uh, whose endorsements can uh, determine who the Republican candidates are. The problem is uh, that that affect and the positions that uh, the Fox News hosts uh, have and that uh, the Republican base has come to expect uh, from uh, their candidates uh, is extraordinarily popular with normal people. Um, Fox News hosts have uh, very strange obsessions. They are, uh, and the things that they focus on uh, are not the things that the American public are interested in. They're out of touch with uh, the median voter, and that costs Republicans a bunch of seats. You mentioned, did you say normal people? Normal people, yeah, these they're weirdos. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> right, right. Anyone who is sort of deeply interested in uh, the nitty gritty of politics is a little bit out there. Even people like me, I, I'm not going to say that I'm like the 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 be all and end all of, of of normalcy. But to be a Fox host is to be someone who makes money and attracts audience by raging at uh, everyone at all times. And that's just not a, a normal way to behave. Right, 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 and so right. you see the sort of vitriol uh, mm -hmm. that they spew. Uh, it's just not, not the sort of thing you want 
to have. I mean, to take someone like Tucker Carlson, okay? So Tucker Carlson, he's a millionaire. Uh, his father is a former ambassador. Uh, he was raised uh, by uh, his uh, by the uh, his father's second wife, who's an heiress uh, from the uh, the Seagram's fortune. He does TV commentary for a living because billionaires really like his takes. Uh, and you know he's obsessed with uh, white nationalist conspiracy theories. He rejects the idea of America, the American creed of liberty and equality and democracy. He's a, he's a blood and soil nationalist. Um, you know, he's deeply invested in foreign authoritarians like uh, Hungarian uh, autocrat uh, Viktor Orban. I mean, these are just not, not things that normal people talk about. Normal people do not complain that wokeness is responsible for everything from the U.S. retreat from Afghanistan to the green and brown M&Ms not being sexy enough. Like, this is just strange behavior. Uh, and it just doesn't play well with the American voter. Uh, and the people who try to get Carlson's approval and win the support of his audience are going to have problems appealing to that median, normal American voter. Speaking of Tucker as well, he was involved in the midterms, particularly in Arizona. That didn't go so well for him in spite of all of his reach and popularity on their side. That didn't yield any good results for him either, did it? Yeah, it was a total faceplant. Uh, Tucker Carlson... Uh, his biggest role uh, in this election was promoting two candidates. One of them was J.D. Vance, who uh, won in Ohio in the Senate race there, though by a significantly smaller margin uh, than uh, the, in, in the Republican one in the governor's race. So what you have there is uh, they bet on uh, J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance was not particularly popular, but because Ohio is a very red state, he won anyway. In Arizona, he got behind Blake Masters, who is the sort of venture capital executive um, who uh, worked for, for Peter Thiel, the sort of uh, fascist right-wing uh, billionaire. Uh, and uh, he, uh, Tucker also got staunchly behind Kerry uh, Lake, uh, who was running there for governor. Um, those races didn't work out. Both of those candidates, like Tucker himself, were weirdos. Uh, they, uh, you know, Masters ran a sort of terminally online campaign with some really bizarre videos featuring him uh, out in the Arizona desert with a pistol, uh, like shooting randomly off into the distance. Uh, and Carrie Lake spent all of her time attacking the media rather than talking about the issues that Arizonans care about. And so that was, that was again, this is uh, a state that Biden won by the smallest vote margin of any state. Uh, in, in the 2020 election. It was only like 10,500 votes that Biden won by. Uh, and Mark Kelly had won uh, the race for Senate that same year by 51%. Uh, the midterms should have been more favorable. And yet for both uh, the, the governor's race and for uh, the Senate race, uh, Tucker's Republican candidates lost. And that says something we cannot overstate. You touched on it, but just broadly, we can't overstate how much Fox News played a role in even the selection of a lot of these candidates. So when just people just jumping in and them supporting them, they've been there from beginning to end with some of these folk and they still didn't win. Um, so this and we over the years, we would talk about you and I and others um, 
would talk about, you know, Fox News literally being the PR arm of the GOP. But when you actually are, are cultivating candidates, you're a little bit more than just a PR arm. You are driving the, the personality and the ideology of the party, are you not? I think that's right. I think, you know, I started working at Media Matters in 2007. And at the time, the yeah. way we viewed Fox News was as sort of a megaphone for the Republican Party's uh, positions and talking points. Um, and, you know, over the years, I, I think the, the tail is now wagging the dog. You see Fox News hosts wielding far more influence and far more power than your average U.S. senator. I mean, they just... They have national platforms, uh, and they use those platforms to shape uh, not only the Republican Party message, uh, but the candidates that uh, the Republican uh, base ends up supporting. Um, and that's just, again, uh, a really not a great position for a political party to be in, because the thing that Fox News hosts are trying to do is attract an audience of three or four million people. Uh, and the way that they do that is by trying to amp them up as much as possible. But three to four million people, while it's a lot in the scheme of cable news, is not a lot in the scheme of the American electorate. It's a tiny fraction of it. And so if you have a, a political party trying to appeal solely to uh, the Fox News audience and the Fox News hosts, it's going to run aground. It's going to be a problem. Uh, and I think uh, Republicans are experiencing that right now. I don't know if it's possible for them to learn a lesson from it or to sort of disentangle themselves from Fox News. I expect that they won't. Um, but I, I think that is going to pose a problem to them going forward. And that's and that's that's that is a sobering number too, Matt. When you say three to four million, that's not a lot of people not even enough to really influence elections or races. One, and over the years, you and I have talked about, you know, their need to reach out to a certain audience to get advertising dollars. They really don't have advertising anymore. So then you have to really, I mean, even you say that, you now have to ask a fundamental question. What is the real purpose? If you're only reaching three to four million, and then that still doesn't make a difference at the races, at the polls, and you have no more advertisers, then at some point, what are you doing? What is any of this <laughs> yielding other than, as you said, just a bunch of crazy, weird stuff on television? They are shaping the Republican Party, right? The, the, and influencing the issues that it takes on. That's going to make them, uh, make that party less capable of winning, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't win, right? I mean, you, we saw in 2020 that even with uh, a uh, minority of the vote in the U.S. electoral system, Donald Trump can be elected president, even though he's only got 45, 46% of the popular vote because of the way our government is structured, that is enough uh, to uh, win the presidency. And in U.S. Senate races, uh, that uh, can be enough to, to take the Senate as well. I mean, this was a bad uh, a bad result, I think, for the GOP compared to what they were expecting. It was still enough to win the House uh, by a very narrow margin and probably a margin that, that is so tight that it's going to make it difficult for them to do basically anything. Um, I, I think we could see some real chaos out of the House. Um, but, you know, it, it's not it's not immaterial. It's not it's not um, it's not nothing.
Yeah. But but even though it appears that they won the house, I mean, when in what other universe could that happen? And it still be a loss. It's almost as if winning the house is inconsequential because of the slimness of March. I mean, it doesn't even feel like they won the house. It doesn't feel like they won anything, despite all of the red wave talk and all of that. You, you mentioned, too, you're right. I mean, in the presidential election with this electoral college, all kind of trickeration can happen. You also have looked uh, recently at the way the coverage has been across media of Trump teasing his 2024 announcement. And is it true that in that coverage, there's not been enough or not been sufficient focus on the coup attempt? Honestly, I've been cautiously optimistic about the way this has panned out so far. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I, I, my view is that the sort of the, the coup attempt that Donald Trump uh, made in, in late 2020, early 2021 is really what separates him from basically anyone else in modern American politics. His willingness and ability to subvert the election and to summon uh, people to engage in political violence on his behalf uh, is not, just not something we've seen uh, in recent history from anybody else. And so I, I think that it's very important for mainstream media outlets to really hammer that home. And again, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about how that's gone so far. I saw headlines uh, in places like the Washington Post and uh, NPR that really stressed in, in the headline uh, that he had engaged in insurrection. Other outlets uh, like the New York Times mentioning it in the first paragraphs. Um, the ones who aren't talking about it are uh, Murdoch media, Fox News, uh, Wall Street Journal. That's where you really see uh, them trying to uh, you know, avoid discussing uh, the coup attempt and the insurrection. Um, you know, I, don't, I don't know, I, I hope, that that continues. I hope that there's been some real lessons learned uh, in the press. I'm not entirely sure that there is. I think one thing that will be interesting as this election unfolds is that if Ron DeSantis gets into the race, the governor of Florida, as it seems that he probably will, uh, there's a lot of Republican establishment support for his candidacy. And I, I think you could see journalists feel a little bit more free than they did um, during the 2016 general election through the Trump presidency to be more critical of Donald Trump uh, because they know that a big swath of the Republican establishment doesn't really support him. Uh, and so that's something I'll be keeping an eye on uh, over the next, uh, next two years, I guess. And we're glad to have you in Media Matters to keep an eye on all these things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Uh, you want to give us an idea? What's, what's the next piece you're looking at? Uh, you know, I'm going to start uh, preparing for uh, the 2024 uh, primaries. I, I think that uh, those are going to be fought primarily on Fox News and other right-wing media outlets. I don't think uh, that you will see Republican candidates spending a lot of time on CNN or MSNBC or the broadcast networks. I think they know that while the audience is, is not gigantic on Fox News, it is influential, and that the uh, Fox News hosts in particular uh, are going to matter a lot. And so I'll be looking back at uh, how many appearances people that might run uh, have made uh, on Fox News uh, over the last couple of years and, and looking forward at what, what we might see uh, in the years to come. The quite prolific senior fellow at MediaMatters.org. Check him out. Uh, doing a lot of great work. He's on top of all of it and great analysis. And the piece on the coverage I mean, one of the other good things that Matt does, I mean, he gives, he can, you know, give us, even though it may not be called that, it is a scorecard. You can kind of see how some of the mainstream media are covering uh, the, the looming Trump announcement and whether they're acknowledging that history of what he's done in the past couple of years. Um, so if Matt's cautiously optimistic, uh, that gives us all reason to be hopeful. Uh, and we'll continue to watch that, MediaMatters.org. Matt Gertz, Senior Fellow. Thank you as always, buddy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.